0: Welcome to Michigan Michiganscapes, where you can learn, explore, and capture the beauty of our great state with whatever camera you may be carrying. My name's Christina Wiggins. This is episode five, and today we're talking about the beauty of the night skies. I'm here with Ryan Jacobowski. He is my partner in crime. I like to call him my young Padawan. He might not love me for saying that, but we're talking about the night skies, so I have to throw that one out there. <laughs> <laughs> <All good here. laughs> What'd you say, Ryan? I said all good on
1: this side. Good, good, good. No so,
0: problem. So um, one of the things that I just have to say is that the world's like totally flooded with light pollution. It makes it harder and harder to see the night skies, to see the stars. And Michigan is one of the very few places that I think still has the skies that are dark enough where we can see places where nature's night lights just shine bright. Um, Definitely. Above where I live. I think down where you live, it's still too bright to see all the stars like when you go off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a big difference from uh, my area to your area, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I step out on my back porch and I can see the stars. If I step out on my front porch, I can. there's a lot of light pollution um, from the the city. Um, but if I drive north, they're, um, just north of where I live, it's pitch black. Um, and my home, where I actually grew up, my hometown in the Thumb is pitch black. Um and, and the night skies is something that just captivates me. And it always has since I was just a child. Um, it has captivated me because before I knew how to, to photograph them or to put a camera on those night skies, I would just like lay out. I would open my window and sneak out the window, lay in the yard and just stare up at the sky um, and look at all the constellations, whether I knew what they were or not, and just stare <laughs> at the stars. So um, it's something cool cool that we get to do that. Not everybody gets to do. Um, and so, and Michigan scapes actually was formed around the, uh, the basis of photographing the nice guys. So, Uh um, so that's what we want to talk about. There's quite a bit going on in October for the nice guys. Um, and I don't know, usually we talk about what, what cameras we carry. Did we want to do that today?
1: Yeah, we could uh briefly you know mention that, and then uh we'll just jump right into it. Um, just in case for anybody who's uh new here and uh, joining us, just to get a little brief idea of who we are and uh, what we're about. So,
0: yeah. So, so like I said, my name is Christina Wiggins, and I have been doing photography professionally for about seventeen years. Um, I carry a Nikon D eight hundred and fifty. It's a pretty heavy camera, but it's great for astrophotography. And photographing the night skies, it's really good in low light situations. Um, my lens that I use is a 14 to 24 millimeter, um, which is also really great for capturing the night skies. A, a great wide light, wide angle lens. Um, and my partner here, Ryan, will introduce himself.
1: Yes, I am uh, Ryan Jacobowski. I've been doing photography now for uh, just just over 20 years. Um, all pretty much self-taught, never went to uh, actual school for it or anything. Um, and I use a Nikon Z seven, um, which is a mirrorless camera, um, in the Nikon line. And I absolutely love it. It is my baby, uh, as much as my son is my baby, it is my second child. So, <laughs> um, definitely something that, uh, has worked so well for me over these years. And especially, uh, you know, photographing the night sky and landscapes and everything. Uh, the sensor on it is just excellent for low light. so uh, definitely very glad to, uh, to have such an amazing camera and thank you Nikon for, for making both of our cameras, uh, just as, as great as they are. We both, we both love Nikon. So.
0: Absolutely. I don't think I could ever carry another camera, but I say that and I might, who knows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So, um, you know, some of the, the thing about, uh, night photography in Michigan is, uh, like Christina was saying, there's a lot of areas in Michigan that, you know, you will see are going to be too bright to really get a great idea of what the night sky looks like. Um, but there's also a lot of places where you can go, uh, especially up in the, near the Thumb area or in the UP, uh, which is where actually where we're going to be uh, this upcoming weekend, um, where it's dark enough where you can see what looks like a completely different sky from Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, some of our, some of my favorite places that I've been to, um, they have dark sky parks, uh, in Michigan. They have one up near Mackinac city, uh, and then also one up in the thumb. Um, and you know, when you're at a dark sky park and you look up in the sky, you can definitely tell a difference. Um, they call it a dark sky park for a reason. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, it is, it is something where you look up and you can see just about what feels like a million and a half stars per, you know, <laughs> per per time you're turning your head, um, right. it's just so filled, and it's such an experience the first time you see it. Um, I remember my first time when I went there and and saw the the all the constellations and stuff up there. It's just like wow, like it's it's an amazing sight.
0: Yeah, I think that sometimes people see all the stars in the movies and they think that, wow, that's really Hollywood doing it up, right? But right. It, it is truly like that if you can get into an area where the skies are dark enough, y'all. So, exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, there, I believe there's a few more dark spy, sky parks in Michigan. Um, I think there's one in the the like Lansing-Jackson area that yeah. I've not been to, but I've read about. I have been to the one in Mackinac Headlands, is what it's called, Headlands International yes. Sky Park. And that is an amazing, amazing sky park, um, dark sky park there um, that overlooks the water. And inside the building actually has <clears throat> um, like, I don't know if it's glass or what, it's clear panels in the ceiling that you can actually look up and out as well. Oh, um, which is really neat. I've never neat.
1: been there myself. So I It is yeah. on my list to, to hit for sure.
0: It's a very neat place. Um, and then the in the thumb, the Port Crescent Dark Sky park, and that one is very neat. We've actually um, had a workshop where that was one of our locations that we took our group um, to was the Port Crescent State Park. And that's a very cool um, dark sky park as well. Definitely. So but some other cool places that you can go to. Um, it doesn't have to be a dark sky park necessarily to have dark skies or to have really neat subjects that you can photograph. Um, one of my favorites is a place that Ryan has actually introduced me to. Um, and and if you don't know this yet, <laughs> you haven't listened to all of our podcasts. So I'm going to tell you, go back and listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but Ryan and I have this thing where we like to... Um, I don't want to say argue we'd like to debate how to pronounce the names of locations
1: exactly
0: so, so yeah there's um there's a, a um, barn called the secret sky barn and i say it's located in kindy michigan and Ryan says it's located in Kind, Michigan. Exactly.
1: Well, yeah, um, if anybody out there is listening and they know exactly how to pronounce that, please let us know. So let us could, know.
0: Regardless, we who think who the people from there are very kind.
1: Yeah, they are exactly.
0: <laughs> they are very kind, um, and the barn is amazing. So um, it's and it's amazing whether you photograph it in the day um, yeah. or at night. Um, In the daytime, this, it is actually an art installation and there's a 45 degree cutout out of a corner or a a side of the barn where you can see from one side of the barn all the way through to the other. Um, And so I have an image uh, during the day where you can actually see the the sky and the clouds all the way through the barn. And then at nighttime, there's lights on the inside of the barn that illuminate from the inside out. Um, I believe, I'm not hundred percent sure if this is the actual engineering and how the functionality of this works. But I believe that one side of the barn maybe has solar panels.
1: Yeah. I believe uh, Mm -hmm. they're actually on the roof on, if you're looking at the barn, I want to say they're on the left side of the roof. On
0: the south side of the, of the barn.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I believe there are solar panels and those solar panels um, create the energy for the lights that are on the inside of the barn. So when it gets dark, these lights turn on and illuminate the barn from the inside out and the slats in the barn, the lights shine through and they create leading lines everywhere. And Definitely. it is just beautiful. I mean, for photographers, it is an, an amazing subject to photograph at night. Um, but if the skies are clear, you also have right. all of the stars as well because it is dark out there. <laughs> it is
1: very dark. Yeah. It's very dark.
0: I remember, um, I remember
1: the first time I went out there at night, I, I was, uh, Thank God I had GPS, because, you know, if, if you're just driving and it's not lit up yet, you, you're going to miss it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Unless you put in your GPS, you will definitely miss it. And it, it's so cool when it finally turns on because it, it's it's not just a flick the lights and it's on. It's a very gradual glow. And you can see it as it starts to to brighten on the inside because it's, it's set on a timer. And usually it goes off uh, anywhere between 10 and 1030s when it starts. Um, and I know it stays on for a number of hours, uh, at least past midnight for sure. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's such a cool experience to see it, you know, just gradually glow and give you those lines and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, once it's glowing, it's a lot easier to see it at night. But yeah, if, if it's not on yet, it's a uh, it's a little t- little tough.
0: Yeah, but if you want to see what that looks like. Um, and you can't take the drive out to Kindy or Kind. We're not sure what it's called. <laughs> if That's you can't ridiculous. take the, if you can't take that drive out to the Thumb, and you want to see what it looks like, head on out to our Facebook page, um, Michigan Scapes, or our Instagram. Um, Ryan, I'm going to charge you with making sure that image is posted out there.
1: <laughs> I will. Yes, I will actually. Uh, I will actually post that over uh, later tonight. Actually, so by the time this okay. podcast airs, uh, I will make sure it is on the page so people can take a look at that.
0: Perfect. Because it is just beautiful. You guys, you have to see it. And that honestly, that's the beauty of part of why we do what we do is because not everybody has the ability to see the beauty of our state. Um, there's, you you know, we've, we've talked about this before. Some people will never see snow in person. And so (laughs) if we don't photograph it and share it, they may never see it at all. Um, so, So, yeah, if you want to see that, go on out and check it out because Ryan has beautiful images of that. Um, we have clients that have actually photographed that that have beautiful images. So I believe oh, yeah. that they may actually have shared some of those images out there that you can see.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, some are on our, our Michigan's Capes page, uh, yeah. our Facebook page, I know. So,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. Um, another really cool place, if you want to head out of the thumb to another place that we've met up with some people recently and photographed is the Bay City State Park. Yes. Um, and we've recently met a group of people out there to photograph the Aurora Borealis, um, also known as the Northern Lights. Um, and that is a really cool place. Now, it's a pretty big park. There are um, lots of areas in the park and we have a secret spot. Um Definitely. that is not necessarily the big beach.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Not necessarily the big beach. If you check out our image and you are familiar with Bay City, you'll know where our secret spot is. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's another another great place where you can go and a lot of people think Bay City it's a city. <laughs> There's lights. All right. Um it is. It is a city, but um, there's also some dark areas um, near the city that you can go to, like the Bay City State Park, where the skies are dark enough.
1: Um, yeah, it's just just north of the of the main downtown area by, I want to say like ten minutes or so. So it's yeah. it, it's far enough away from the city where you're not going to get this really stri- uh, really strong light pollution, which is really right. good.
0: And you actually photographed another really cool place there.
1: I did. Yes. So shout out to probably one of my favorite locations, in Bay city, whether it's daytime or nighttime, um, the USS Edson. So I, if, and I'll, I'll actually uh, make sure this was also on our Michigan scapes page, which uh, I believe it is on our Facebook page. Sure, yeah. Um, I will make sure it is on the Instagram as well, but so the USS Edson is a old warship uh, that was uh, now turned into a museum and that you're actually able to tour and take a, a, you know, a look inside of this amazing, amazing thing. And, you know, while it's right on the banks of uh, Bay City, so you, you're you not going to see as many stars, but um, it is very, very dark where that ship is at. So if you're doing a long exposure, you're going to get still some. Really nice stars above it. Um, mine had a like a purple haze uh, almost when I shot it. Uh, just a mixture of the city lights and the gases in the atmosphere and stuff like that. So um, it the the ship itself, like I said, it's, it's dark at night. So if you're doing long exposure, it's going to come out really, really cool, which is what uh, I'll be posting and what you can see on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, and that was great- an amazing
0: I- image that you took that night. And I remember you texting me while you were there. Yeah, you were like, it is so dark. And I'm like, you need to get back over here.
1: Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's exactly. dark here. I it over here. I took four, four pictures of there, and I was on my way back to uh, to get the aurora that we captured that night, which turned out to be amazing, by the way. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> um some other great places. Honestly, guys, anywhere where there where you can get away from city lights is going to be great yeah. to get dark skies. And then you just have to choose do you want something in your foreground or not? Um so like when we consider a lot of the the places where we're going to meet up with people um or take people that's what we're considering. Um and so one of the places that we decided to go one evening was a um It was actually a roadside um, where there was a a large barn, and the barn was gorgeous. Um, We went hoping to catch the aurora because there was a huge aurora storm, a huge (laughs) geomagnetic storm that was forecasted, Um, and it did not come. But we had amazing pictures that night, and then the the next night it came. Of course. And poor Ryan and I'm like, "Are you going to be mad if I go back to the barn?" (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "No go." So I and I. Because honestly, from the spot where we were um, parked in and shooting from, we were at a car dealership, which was lit right up like a Christmas tree. And so I wasn't certain that we would see the Aurora if it did come. And it did. And was able to capture it. So that was kind of (laughs) cool. Um, I should have known we would see it because the first night we had the big dipper lined right up over top of the bridge. They're also yeah. were just shots. I do know that those are on our, on our, um, Facebook, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Those um, so are those are. are ones that you'll be able to go see, <clears throat> but anywhere that you can go find, find dark skies. And so, so the question is, how does somebody know, do you just get in your car and drive? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then your headlights are on. So how do you know when you're getting to dark enough skies, Ryan?
1: Exactly. So, uh, the one that I use. So, there's obviously there's an app for that, as they there's say. There's an app for that. There's, <laughs> an app there. there's an app for that. So, yes. Um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna actually talk about uh, my favorite one that I use. Uh, it's called Good to Stargaze. So, it is on iOS. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Android or not, but I'm sure there's okay. tons of them out there that are very similar to this. So, um, but this app called Good to Stargaze. Uh, it goes by your location. So you can either type in your location itself or you can put in manually. You know, if you're going to be somewhere or you want to see what it's like uh, up in that area, you can type in the location of where you're going to. And this app is going to tell you whether or not it is good to stargaze. So the very top part of their app, it will say if it's good to stargaze, if it's fair conditions, if it's poor conditions. So you'll know ahead of time before you decide to drive two and a half hours and ways to take a gas to get up there and realize, well, it looks like there's a little bit too much cloud cover and too much light pollution. So that's what I love about this app is um, <clears throat> it gives you in a bunch of numbers uh, how much light pollution is there, your cloud cover, your moon uh, phase, um, your, your visibility, the weather. So you'll know exactly what you're walking into. Uh, when you're checking out this app. Um, and then there is also an option for, at the bottom, uh, your your forecast. It's going to give you like a hour-by-hour hour forecast so you can have an idea. If it's cloudy now, is it going to be cloudy at 2 a.m. when you're you know out, up there? Um, it's going to show you different charts for your cloud cover and visibility. And then also the map, which is really, really nice. Um, so with the map, you're able to zoom out and zoom in. And basically, if you know an area that you're going to be at, you can zoom right into it, and there's a it's basically color-coded. So uh, it's going to give you different colors ranging from white, which if you're in a bright white area, that means there's way too much light pollution, uh, up to reds, greens, blues. Your blue color and your no color is the areas that you really want to look for. So that is the ones that are going to say it's the darkest area. So, um, and you'll notice that as you as you kind of look at the map, you'll kind of have an idea. So, obviously, Detroit is bright white and red. Um, so, <laughs> if you plan on seeing any stars in Detroit, yeah, you'll get some, but definitely not even close to what you'll be seeing if you're up in the Thumb or up in the UP. So, right, it's a uh, it. it's a great app for sure. I
0: love it. So, similarly to that, um, I've been using one called Astrospheric. Uh, And I do know that one is iOS as well as Android. It has a free version, but then there are like some of the where, you know, pay to get features as well. Um, And so it sounds like maybe yours has more for free than what this one does. But but this one does do the light pollution, the cloud coverage, your forecast, your Mm -hmm. weather forecast. um, And the colors sound the same, like white is your bright and all the way through the colors to black being the darkest. Um, And you can zoom into the map as well. Um, It'll go through and and you can look at the terrain um, to see like, you know, the actual terrain versus the flatness. Right. Um, There's so much that you can see in here that honestly, I don't even think I know the full functionality of this app yet because I just started using it because the old app I used to use. Um, was just through iOS and it kind of bit the bullet. It doesn't work anymore. So <laughs> so I just started using this one and I'm just getting used to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is the one that I use for, for light pollution. There are some other apps that I like to use um, when we're talking about like night skies and where do I go to photograph and that kind of thing. And one of the things that you'll find out is with night skies, um, it's, it's really hard to scout a place mm-hmm. because you're scouting in the day not knowing what you're going to see at night, right?
1: Exactly. Um,
0: you don't know what the atmosphere is going to be at night. You don't know um, necessarily. It's hard to picture a picture when the <laughs> right. lighting is is totally different. Um,
1: <laughs> so so I
0: happened upon an app called Explorist. Um, and this doesn't just have night sky stuff, but what this does is you can put in your location and when you put that location in, you, you do have the ability to filter down or to search out types of photographs that you want, um, but if you put that in, you'll see right now, you'll see a ton of Aurora pictures because the Aurora has been hitting a lot. And so a lot of people have been inputting their pictures. But these are pictures people have actually taken throughout Michigan recently. And it'll tell you where did they take the picture? How far away from it from you are you? How
1: mm-hmm. far
0: away from that hey. place are you? That makes more sense. Right. <laughs> right? Um, but that gives you an idea of like, oh, OK. <clears throat> I, I kind of like what this looks like and yeah. I think I could photograph something in this place or near this place or like, hey, there's this covered bridge here and I wanted a covered bridge image so I could go here or, you know, or hey, like this weekend we, Ryan and I are going to be hosting a workshop up in the UP. And one of the places we'll be at is pictured rocks. And hey, there's some pictured rocks images here that we can look at and get an idea of exactly. compositions. So that's one of the um the apps that I love to follow right now. Um
1: Yeah, that is a it is it is a great one. I I I love I love how you can filter. There's a lot of different filters you can put on there. You know, if you're looking for something specific, if you're looking for parks or you know cityscapes or nightscape stuff you can filter it right down to that it's it's so it's so great
0: yep and you can even flag like this is a place I'd like to go at some point and so then you can see your bookmarks later
1: yes um, i have
0: tons so, of bookmarks yeah.
1: <laughs> right you <laughs> just yeah. add one right now if you're looking at it so <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right um so there's lots of really cool apps another one that i love is um planet pro um Planet Pro is one that if you have an image in your head that you know you want to take, you can go into Planet Pro and you can input out the location um, and and the date and the information that you want. And you can actually plan that image of to where you need to set up your equipment, what time you need to be where to take the image that you're trying to take. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones. Uh,
1: You know, I I have one. I know that we've both uh, used a whole bunch, uh, and it's called Elpen Glow. I believe oh, yes. uh, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the great thing about this is this is going to tell you what time of day you're going to have your golden hour, your blue hour, your sunrise, sunset, um, when it starts getting dark, uh, the last light. So this is such a great app to use when you're planning. You know, when do you need to go out? So if if you're getting requests for a golden hour shoot or you know a location that you want that nice golden crisp color um, use this app and this is going to tell you exactly when that golden hour is it's going to tell you when the last light is and you'll really be able to kind of nail it down and then from that you'll be able to plan a lot easier
0: for sure so we're coming up on the last few minutes and we've, got, we've still got quite a bit of information we want to cover i want to start with saying um one of the huge things you have to remember when you're going out to photograph the night nice skies is you're going to need a tripod.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: It's a must. Mm-hmm. Um uh, even even for those of you that are photographing with cameras and Ryan and I do not discriminate. If you want to photograph with or I'm sorry with a cell phone, we don't discriminate. If you want to use a cell phone, use a cell phone. If you want to use a DSLR, use a DSLR. Whatever camera you're using, use it. Um but use it proper. Because night skies, um, when you're photographing the night skies, you really have to be able to hold your camera very still for a long period of time to get a good crisp um, picture like what you see Ryan take, okay? (laughs) I'm going to tell you flat out, go search out Ryan's images and you're going to see, I'm going to, I'm I'm fluffing your ego right now, Ryan. You are going (laughs) to (laughs) see Ryan's images have that. Very um, fluid, liquidy um, color to them. There's not a lot of noise in them. Mm-hmm. And that's because he does not bump up his ISO because he's using a tripod because his ISO is low um, exactly. and because his shutter is open long enough to let in enough light that he's got the the brightness that is required to have the great quality in his image. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really need to have a tripod, whether it's your cell phone, whether it's a camera. Okay. Um, Settings. What settings are you using, Ryan? Everybody wants to know.
1: Yes. So uh, like you were saying, ISO, if you have a tripod, that's the great thing about having a tripod is you can keep these ISO settings low. So with basically the quick rule of thumb with ISO is the higher the ISO, the more grain you're going to get in your picture. So yes, you'll get more light in the picture, but you're also got to watch out for that grain. So my settings, I use anywhere between 200 and 600 ISO when I'm doing night photography, um, especially if I have my tripod, which is nine times out of ten. Um, and that's the nice thing is you you can leave that shutter speed uh, basically one one second, two seconds, five seconds, and that's kind of where I start at. So I'll keep the ISO that low, right around between, like I said, two to 600, and then I'll experiment from there, starting off anywhere between five seconds and if it's too too bright bring it down to two seconds or one um and that's really the nice thing is that you're able to really keep out any of the uh the crazy you know highlight blasts uh in certain areas by keeping that iso on the lower side and then also keeping your shutter speed right around the the second mark or, you know, just a a couple seconds past that. Um, And then you also want to do like, I I keep mine anywhere from F 2.8 to F four. So you want to have that ability to let all that light in. Uh, If you're, if you're looking to do like a starburst for something uh, in in night photography. uh, So like you say, if you have a street lamp or something like that, and you want that really cool looking uh, burst of spikes coming out of the, uh, out of the light, uh, that's when you, you want to raise your, uh, your F stop. So F 11, F 16, F 22, uh, stuff like that is where you're going to get those spikes coming off the lights, which some people will go for that, for the, for that look. And it really depends on what you're shooting. Uh, I've done it a number of times. If you're doing some cityscapes, uh, it really makes a cool effect. And then you would just leave your, uh, your shutter open a little bit longer. So 15 seconds or so, uh, with that. So, um, but you know, the, the key is to remember when you're shooting the, uh, the night sky, you want to keep your F stop lower. Uh, so 2.8 to anywhere about six or eight. Um, and then from that, you want to keep your shutter speed right around one second, five seconds, right around that area, kind of, kind of adjust from there. You'll, you'll get a feeling for, you know, what that area is like. And, That's the, that's the thing about night photography is it changes, you know, it does change the moon come out and (laughs) you might be adjusting very quickly.
0: (laughs) Yep. It does change. And it's funny because I remember, um, (laughs) when I first started night photography, I actually took a workshop from a very well-known night sky photographer. Um, and when I said what my ISO was, he was shocked. He was like, how are you having your ISO so low? Um, But that was also, my camera was like brand new on the market. I shoot with the Nikon D850. It was brand new on the market. And he's like, I I can't, he was mind blown. He was just like, how is your ISO so low? So a lot of night photographers will crank their ISO super high. So you guys might receive conflicting information, but I'm telling you right now, if you've seen Ryan's pictures, he's not (laughs) lying. Keep your ISO low. You don't want to crank it up high. If you don't want that grain, keep it low. Um, you can achieve the, the beautiful, um, bright fluid picture with a crisp focus still without cranking your so up. You can do that. Definitely. Um, and, and that's, tripod that's is what,
1: the way to do that. There's, there's no, no way around it. So you for know, sure. And that's, that's tripod. That's what you need to think.
0: Absolutely. And and listen, if you're struggling with that, that's something that we at Michigan Scapes can help you with. Um, that's what we're all about is Definitely. helping other people be able to go out and capture that beauty in the same way that we do. So um but yeah, definitely put your trust in Ryan and I, and knowing that you do not have to have an ISO of 10,000. In fact, please don't.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> please don't. Um, to get more, more, uh, more noise in your stuff. Right.
0: It, unless that is a part of your artistic vision is to have the noise. Right. Please don't, um, do that. So, um, did we I cover so. everything we were going to cover?
1: I think so. Yeah. If, uh, one, one last thing here, if you're using a cell phone, uh, Really same type of thing. So there's an app out there that I use called nightcap. Um, I think it's like a couple dollars for like an entire year or something, or probably for a lifetime. But um, the nice thing about nightcap is, and there's other, there's tons of other apps out there as well, uh, like a pro camera or something like that. Um, yeah. You want to look for those ones where you can adjust your settings manually within your phone. So it works the same exact way as it would a DSLR, um, for, you know, what you want to start at and kind of test with, uh, with your apps. So with my phone, I have a a tripod holder for my phone as well. So that's a great way to start is, you know, if you can't afford an expensive camera, don't worry about it. You know, use your cell phone, learn how to use your cell phone with the settings that you have, um, get yourself a tripod holder for your cell phone and it's going to work just as great. Um, with nightcap, it actually works in uh, AI for any take for taking away movement. So it's not adding things to your picture, but it's helping stabilize it. So if you knock your tripod at all, um, a little bit, or a wind blows it a little bit, <clears throat> it's going to basically try and correct for that. So that's what I really like about, uh, the nightcap is you can have different settings. You could do your, um, different modes for international space station, uh, which is very, very cool. We'll definitely have a session on that. Um, You can do your star trails, night trails for basically your headlights and, uh, you know, uh, taillights and stuff like that. So there's so many great apps out there. But that's the one key thing you want to look for is the apps that allow you to manually change your settings uh, on your phone.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because you want to control your image. You don't want you want to control your camera. You want to you want to creatively and artistically design your image. You do not want it designed for you. <laughs> so, exactly.
1: and that's yeah. so that's one thing we hear as photographers. So many like you, like, you have an amazing camera. Like it takes such good pictures. Like, yeah, it's an amazing camera. Don't get me wrong, but the camera is not taking the pictures. We are, <laughs> right. So, you know, sure. it's, uh, we tell the camera what to do. The camera does not tell us what to do. And right. you know, obviously if you're starting out, Hey, that completely for it, you know, you're, you're here to learn. So, At one of our classes, we had somebody come up that was using all auto. And by the end of our class, uh, they were on full manual and they've been using it ever since and getting amazing images. So that's really what our our goal is with us. Um, You know, if you're out there on full or full auto and you want to learn how to shoot manual and, you know, really hone in on those settings that you need, we're the place to do it. That's for sure. Definitely. So thank you guys uh very much. I think we have basically covered everything we were looking for at least for this one. Uh stick with our podcast though. We have tons of topics coming up. Uh there's always going to be great shows. Uh, we come out every Wednesday. So um next Wednesday will be another episode. Um and we have a lot of great stuff coming up. We have a lot of outings that we're planning, um a lot of photo tours. We have a class that we're actually doing uh this upcoming weekend um up in the UP. So I'm sure we'll be covering how that went on uh, our next class as well so our next podcast yeah.
0: and um, as of today the day of recording we have just a handful of spots left in that class so if you want in on that exactly. you better get your spot today
1: exactly yeah and it you know so this podcast podcast post on Wednesday you got a, you got a couple days to uh, to still get that spot in so we only have less than a handful left and um they're they sell out fast and there's a reason you know this class is 24 hours of field work and, uh, and classroom learning. And, you know, rain does not stop us. So if you're looking at a forecast and saying, Hey, there's a lot of rain, doesn't matter. (laughs) So we are still going to be going out. We are still going to be teaching you guys. We have a lot of backup plans for locations. If, you know, it doesn't work. If it's a complete drench of, you know, rain, um, you're still going to be able to get every single penny worth out of this class.
0: That's right. That's right. And until then go out and watch the stars y'all.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Enjoy, enjoy the Michigan night sky. You can't beat it. (laughs) So thank you very much. And we will see everybody uh, next week.